Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. Mike Ricksecker here again with you as always and is Shauna Wunkle. Our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole is with us this evening as well. Just a couple more of these where we're doing this uh, remotely like this and soon we will be together doing this. So we'll have like a different layout. <laughs> but we'll keep and the blue lights. And a different what? And a different internet signal, which we hope agrees with us. I hope so. I hope so. Um, because while it will be better for your end, with my end, I mean, I'm the broadcast side of it. So we'll ho I hope it works out okay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'll have to actually, you know, have somebody, you know, dig some lines into there. I don't know. <laughs> I know a yeah, guy. Bust out the backo. <laughs> I know a guy, you know? You know a guy. I know you know a guy. <laughs> you know a guy who used to do that for a living for quite a long time. <laughs> right. All right. So, and Adam Tillery saying, please keep the lights when you change up setups. Yeah, we're definitely going to keep the lights. Yeah. This is our this is our inside the upside down thing. So, it's, you know, it, going back to Stranger Things. I know Shauna hasn't seen Stranger Things yet. You have to. It's, an, it's a total 80s thing. Come on, we grew up in that era. Um, it's on Netflix. So, <laughs> but it's, it's that color of the upside down, the, the blue. So, um, that whole stranger things thing. Cool. All right. So haunted abandoned places. Now this is kind of interesting. So when we go and we go out to investigate, of course, we hit a lot of different historic locations. We hit a lot of residences, all that. And then we hit abandoned places as well. And, of course, we discover all this paranormal activity going on there. And so, you know, we have a lot of people that will ask questions. Okay, why is something hanging out at an abandoned location? Kind of almost like the same thing as, like, why are they hanging out at cemeteries? And there's different various reasons. So, I thought what we would do to kind of help answer that question is go through a variety of different abandoned locations that we have investigated. And hopefully through the experiences that we've had at these locations... We'll come to answer those questions. What do you think, Sean? Are you ready to explore our different abandoned locations? Hashtag explore with us. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Bree Jones is saying. Bree Jones is saying Shauna is looking so pretty. Thanks, B. <laughs> I call and, you B. And so is Jen. Jen is saying the same thing as well. Shauna looking so pretty. Well, I, I had the day off. <laughs> so, um, you had know. a chance to rest. <laughs> I love my job, but I, I needed I needed a day because tomorrow is going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, April, right off the bat, asking, do you think there's paranormal activity at every abandoned place? Not every. A lot of them, yeah, but not every. Just like, you know, not all old houses are haunted but a lot of them are so um yeah and april saying uh day off is good for you <laughs> yes and discord threads down there redheads unite <laughs> all right 
So I know Sean was like Club Red VIP. Club Red. Yep. All right. So I thought we would start off with a, uh, a favorite one of ours and a favorite one of your guys, too, apparently, because you've watched it a lot out there in YouTube land. And that is St. Joseph's Hospital. Yeah. So and if you guys saw the Paranormal Quest video earlier, um, thank you for doing that. I was uh, interviewed for them a, a couple months ago, and they released the video today. So if you checked that out, very, very cool. Appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, this was a... Uh, you know, an it's an abandoned hospital still currently up there in Lorain, Ohio. I'm going to grab a quick drink here. And, Shauna, we had a lot of interesting experiences here. We went live from here. Um, it had some really, really interesting uh, interaction with those that uh, had been watching us. I went live once all on my own in there one time. I've also investigated with uh, Ectovision Paranormal. Um, so, I think... Probably one of the more interesting shots that we had from here in Discord threads is saying, yeah, that was a fun place. Um, it, it really, really, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a fun place, but there's a lot of um, crazy energy going on there as well. And I'll just throw some evidence at you guys real quick. So there's Greg Faketic, uh, who heads up Tri-C Ghost Hunters, and they basically are the ones that uh, operate out of um, St. Joe's. But Arrow's pointing at that little white dot back there. And if you actually watch the video, you see this this white thing kind of peek around the corner real quick, and it goes away. And that back there is a hallway. So a lot of people initially, when it got pointed out by one of our viewers, were saying, "Well, you know, it could be a glare, you know, from the room somehow, or headlights coming through a window." Of course, it's the daytime, um, obviously, uh, but it's a hallway. You know, that kind of the keeps leading on to another part of the building and there's a nurse's station back there so uh per fungi fungi why was the hospital abandoned because they built a new hospital that's why so yeah i i went back there when i went live i ended up going back there um i know you guys uh saw a lot of different things i didn't get a lot for as far as like actual evidence but um you know, the nurse's station back there, which is haunted, um, the woman actually, the nurse died in a uh, in a car accident and just kept coming back to work, apparently, because her co-workers, when it was still an active hospital, kept seeing her. So, Shauna, how do you feel about this hospital since we've, you know, we investigated there together last fall? There's a lot of different kinds of energy there. Um, probably my favorite place uh, would be the floor where labor and delivery and the psych ward, maternity ward. Yeah. All, all of that. Um, we have that. Just, yeah, just because, you know, and then going live from there too together um, where people were, you know, seeing things that we weren't seeing. And then whenever we watched playback, um, there was actually stuff going on. So, um, and it's always great whenever, you know, that kind of evidence is seen by, you know, more than, more than just us. So, I mean, that's the whole purpose of going live, you know, anyway, is so everyone can investigate with us and, you know, see what we don't see sometimes. And, um, but very heavy, you know, feeling, 
there and it was constantly, um, you constantly had the feeling of being watched. Um, and there, there were a few times whenever I just kind of back up out of a room and kind of peek my head around, you know, hoping to catch something because there was just always, you know, that feeling. So, um, yeah, that it's definitely on one of my fav- favorite favorites, you know, list. So, yeah, this is the uh, psych ward here, which we did a lot of the live session out of, um, and. Even when I did, even when I went live on my own, I spent quite a bit of time here. Now, they have recently said that they've seen a crawler uh, in this hallway, and that was just recent as of, like, April. So, not sure if something else is going on there now these days, but um, we definitely felt a lot up and down this hallway. Shauna, this is where you uh, picked up on that girl. Yeah. Yeah. Crawler, I mean, I, I didn't feel anything bad here. No, and, and like, it's, it's something I haven't... I haven't witnessed here either. Yeah, I didn't feel anything, you know, scary, nasty, ugly, you know, I, I didn't feel any of that kind of energy, strong energy. And, you know, there were some, you know, points of, you know, you know, some places were a little more mellow than others. And, you know, there was all different kinds of emotions going on, but never anything, at least not to, you know, us, not to me anyway. Yeah. Um, wasn't so crazy about the morgue <laughs> and you know i yeah the, the morgue the the morgue it was it wasn't where the actual freezers were kept it was like down that one hallway and the, the whole morgue area is just like blown out there's like no walls or anything there so it's very very different because they were actually starting to tear it down and then they ran out of money so, Bree Jones is asking, any idea why there might be a crawler there, history related to it? And no, it doesn't make any sense as to why there would be a crawler there. Not like Black Bear Church, which we'll talk a little bit uh, later on, you know, as to why there is a crawler there. You know, it, it doesn't make much sense as to why there would be one at this particular location. There, there's not much of a history of anything dark going on there. Um, the, the energy that's there is, you know, what you would pretty much expect from a hospital you know you're in you're in the psych ward um you have that type of energy that's in there and so you know and i i do think that abandoned locations um especially particularly like this it kind of it it the energy somehow enhances itself over time that if there was a you know I don't what I want to say if there's a heavy feeling in a particular location especially like the psych ward that it it will probably get heavier over time um, and even in let me bring up this uh, this hallway again so that's the psych ward this one is the third floor hallway that leads down to at the end of that is labor and delivery and when you pop up into the third floor you're basically at a at a crossroads where you're looking down uh, this hallway or out to where the psych ward is and then um, there's a there's a third wing off and I forget which which wing it is and I almost never go down there um, but even in this one the, the last time that I was down here I helped out with a walkthrough it was a, like a ghost walk with Tri-C after the uh, it was actually during the event that they had back in April and one of the Tri-C investigators asked me to check out this room. It's kind of hidden back behind a door there. You don't even realize it's there. 
but it's back behind a swinging door. You open that door, and oh, there's a doorway to a room here. And in that room, it was like I just suddenly felt really, really dizzy. And so there's just some crazy, crazy energy all over this floor up there in St. Joe's. So, and I know you felt some of that too, Shauna. Yeah, in in the psych ward area, there was a lot of funhouse effect energy, mm-hmm. um, a lot of vertigo, a lot of pressure, a lot of there was just a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, whereas you know you could walk away from it. Um, labor and delivery, as you would expect, was a little bit lighter. Um, it seemed a little less you know, serious, you know, of an area, um, everything was, you know, painted a little lighter and, you know, the energy was just a little easier to, to deal with, to interact with there. So, yeah. Um, a couple of comments from the chat, X group home kid, people go into abandoned places and do stuff to bring things there. We're going to get to that later on. Uh, there's certainly locations in which that happens. Adam Tillery says, I think abandoned places are havens for darker spirits because there they can thrive away from the abundance of life and light in public places that might repel them. That's actually a very, very good point. So, yes, they can definitely thrive at abandoned locations where, you know, they're not usually uh, in the midst of the public, in the midst of lighter energy. Yep, that's that's an excellent point. So... um, I also wanted to throw out an, another place that got me, not you as much, Shauna, but uh, for me was the ICU. And this photo kind of moved a little bit on us. Um, within the ICU, more specifically the CCU area, there was definitely heaviness here. Now, at the very uh, far left of this photo uh, is room, what is the room number, 17? And it's that, it's that corner room. And so we did get some activity in there. There's a little bit of a growl. Uh, we were hearing and feeling stuff in there. And a lot of people do in that corner room. And then, of course, you know, there's this guy that's there. Ghosty hanging out there at St. Joe's. <laughs> so can't forget him. How about the chapel area? The, you know, the chapel area, I didn't really get a lot at. I know some people do, and some people have uh, had some interesting experiences with the Bible there. The only thing that really is kind of interesting for me there is that the Bible just happens to be the exact same Bible I gave my parents like 25 years ago. <laughs> so that was just kind of <laughs> weird to me because it was... It was bought, funny enough, it was bought through a a children's book program. So I got like a bunch of books for my kids and there were like some different optional throw-ins that you could choose from. And so I chose that and gave it to my parents as a Christmas present. And there it is sitting in St. (laughs) Joe's Hospital. So, um, so Donna's saying your volume's up and down when you show a pic. Yeah, that happens sometimes with this, um, it happens on some uh, shows and it does, and it doesn't happen on others. I have yet to figure out why that happens. Sometimes I have played around with it and played around with it and played around with it. I don't know. It happens sometimes. 
So Discord Threads saying the cha uh, chapel fet felt weird to her. So I, it, it does for some people. It just doesn't uh, it just doesn't do it for me. So so Betty is asking, how much does the mold and mildew make a person feel different? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, personally, it makes me feel uneasy cause just because I know mold and mildew is in the area, and so I try to spend uh, very little time there. Most places are good enough to have those areas sectioned off, so you're not walking into rooms that have black mold. Um, but, it, I mean, it's a smell that could affect you on multiple levels, you know, of course, physically, and I, I guess mentally it could as well if you sniff enough of that up. So, Shauna, uh, comments on that? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, if you're, where you can get, like, vertigo and you can get stuff like that from inhaling, you know, chemicals, irritants and stuff like that. Um, can it, you know, sway your perception? In other words, you know, like if you're experiencing something, how much of it is paranormal and how much of it is something to do with the environment? You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it all depends. It depends on where I'm at. You know, like I try to be aware and know what the symptoms are so that just in case, you know, I question it, you know, or if I move to another part of a building that doesn't have that and, you know, compare that's about really the only only way you know is just to be you know extra aware of your surroundings and be you know mentally you know aware of it so that way you can compare all right all right so that's saint joe's and we won't spend too much uh longer on that so if you haven't seen it yet we do have the full investigation video I think we posted that back in December, even though we investigated back in last July. <laughs> so you go check that out. Uh, very cool video. And then we have some others as well. The uh, There's one with Shauna and I. There's one with Ectovision Paranormal. There's a, uh, there's a live one that I did alone. So we have some different options. Uh, very, very cool place. Um, so, Shauna, which would you like to do next? Sweeten Mansion or the Alms House? Oh, that's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, let, let's do let's do Sweden. I want let's to do, do Sweden. Sweden. All right. So there is Sweden Mansion. This is a shot from when we visited. Oh, what two years ago? We uh, we drove by there. Shauna was introducing me to the area, and there was this very cool uh, photo here. Uh, there's what like this little lake or something in front of it. And this is a little bit yeah. closer. We're not really supposed to go up there, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for more pictures because I have a, a local, a friend, who actually used to live, or her family used to own it. Right. And still waiting for pictures. And, um, yeah, because it's, it's, it must have been just, you know, beautiful whenever... I mean, even just the ruins of it are, you know, super cool, so. Yeah, yeah. Tim Schoen is asking, does every abandoned place have a story to tell? Well, you know, this place here has quite a story to tell, and it really depends on which one you believe. Uh, there was a murder here, 
And there's like four different variations to that story. Um, one one that we know is not true at all is the one that's probably the more the most famous of the lot, and that is, um, you know, two young men fighting over the bell of the ball, and they you know they had it out, and one killed the other, um, which is a fabrication. It was it was based off a story found in a uh, a series of romance novels from around that time period, I guess, late 1800s, early 1900s. I forget the author's name, but um, she was writing different romance novels um, about the settlers and about the French explorers that came through. And she used that particular house because the house was in her family. She used that particular house as a setting and used and, and created that story in uh, in one of her books, and so when there was an actual murder at the house, her story got transposed on top of that actual murder. Um, now, there's still a couple other variations to uh, the story of the of the actual murder, and I can't remember all of them off, off the top of my head. Um, we do have a video on that, Friday Night Ghost Frights on it. <laughs> um, but they did... Um, what well, one of them was um, a couple of military guys getting into it, um, all centered around there was a party going on. I guess that's the one the one thing that we know that was true about the murder is that there was some sort of party or some sort of gathering going on uh, at the house. Um, one story was two guys in the military going after it. another was um, you know two boys were kind of duking it out, and then when the the one father suggested to his kid to you know do something kind of sneaky the other father took out that father so um some interesting stories as far as the murder and there's, there's a fourth one but I, I can't remember it off the top of my head go check out the video I'll, I'll actually you know what? i'm gonna post that as the um the throwback thursday i'll post that as a throwback thursday um and then shauna there's also the possibility that there may be treasure hidden on this property back behind it so yeah and that one is supposedly and it's probably to detour if it's true you know supposedly rattlesnakes guard you know the treasure and and there are there is a nest of snakes up there um people who go in there without permission have you know given that information out so um, yeah, it's supposed to be like in a cave back behind the house because it is like right up against one of the bluffs. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't know what when to look, you know, for this house, you'll miss it. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. Mean, yeah, you'll drive right by it. Right yeah. And these photos here, these black and white ones, these are from the 1960s, I believe. So these are like 50 years old. And you can see even then it was already really falling apart. I mean, it's a bit better shape than now, but um, yeah, you know, like this little garage here is totally gone. You know, there's there's others of these walls that are completely gone. You know, it's um, so 50 years ago it was in bad shape. Um, but they said that you know when you used to be able to walk up in there a little bit because um, there was. In pertaining to the murder, some people did say that there was the blood stain in front of the hearth of the fireplace. That you know, there it would actually spanned a, a couple of different uh, flagstones that were there. So, 
there's no and way that no matter yeah, no ahead. matter what happened no matter what happened they couldn't get it you know cleaned off like it wouldn't go right. away right so yeah and there's no way to be able to confirm that now because of you know, it's not even there anymore. I and mean, 50 years ago, it wasn't even there anymore. But you could see from the, the ruins that it was just completely gone. Um, so let's see if you guys have any uh, additional comments on that. Uh, people are saying that they love snakes. Oh, because you mentioned the, the snakes in the cave. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll take a over a spider any day. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, in that um, Friday Night Ghost Frights that I think we posted that like over a year ago, um, I actually read from... Uh, from a book, uh, one of the one of the history books that you uh, found, a local history book, Shauna, uh, the actual story of the cave. So it's which is pretty interesting because there's uh, some different legends to that as well. You know, like um, you know, th three men agreeing to hide a treasure up in there, and you know, of course, the snakes and things like that. So um, Bria saying that the house uh, itself seems very tranquil to her, with something about the grounds. So. I mean, maybe the grounds are the uh, the part with the cave. I don't know. I mean, it's got that, um, you know, nature heats and cools it. You know, it's got that natural spring, you know, underneath. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a very, it is, it's got a very a soothing, you know, energy to it, despite, you know, what the story is about the place. Um, but, yeah. yeah, just being near it, like I've not been... You know, I don't go past the property line um, without permission, but um, just the area itself, you know, feels really nice. Yeah, and that's something I forgot to to mention that you just brought it up was the natural spring that actually goes into the house. It would actually draw from that natural spring. So you have that going on there as well. We know how, you know, natural springs, the water, the running water like that can be a conductor of uh, paranormal activity. Uh, you know, so people, even when this house stood, we're talking about, you know, the ghosts and spirits there, you know, primarily, of course, from the murder. Um, Dawn is saying that the top windows creep her the hell out, and Carrie Parrish says that, she, that he is feeling very drawn to the place uh, just due to the photos. So, um, uh, and Bree is asking, ley lines with the springs? Yeah, that's one thing that I have no idea. Um, I haven't actually had a chance to look at, you know, research like a map or the grid, you know, um, which would be interesting, you know, to look at for all of the places, you know, that we go to, to see, you know, where it they would. are in terms. Yeah, we know they're around there, you know, because we know of the uh, the crossing there at the cafe, which is not too far from the Sweeten Mansion. I mean, it's across the river, you know, Sweeten's up the road a little bit or whatever, but um, I mean, they're within a few miles, really. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So that is the Sweeten Mansion. Um, you know, I guess, I guess things to take away from that would be, you know, the, you know, legends and lore that go around with a, with a haunted or with a, uh, abandoned haunted location. Um, again, you have the water aspect, and then you have like the whole mystery aspect with the cave and everything. So, uh, very, very interesting. Um, all right. So then, let's go ahead and hit the almshouse while we're at it. So this was at I night. I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah, tell me about the almshouse, Shauna, because you've, you've been here. This is from last fall. This is one that you took like seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say um, that when I went, you know, I hadn't really done a lot of research on the place. And this is one of the times where I did go somewhere without permission. Uh -oh. uh, twice. Naughty, naughty. Yeah, this was taken during the day. I did go in there. Um, and then at night, right after a storm, um, and I had already heard some of the local lore about the place. Um, I, I did see, and I was there with, with other people who shared the same experiences as I did. Um, I, the local lore about the place is not true. Um, there's no supporting documentation for it. There's no none of that so um so i didn't experience you know the kind of emotional feelings i would expect you know um but i knew to you know be very mindful you know because it is a place that had a lot of um emotion on a lot of emotions attached to it um, people came here you know because they were on hard times there were deaths there was a lot of death in here um well, and from what I was reading on the, the article, which actually went along with this photo from, I believe it was 1976, um, they were buried there on the property, but none of the graves are actually marked. So they're still out there somewhere right. in the field. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, and, and it's hard to get, you know, to this one. Uh, without permission. I mean, it's easy to do it without permission, obviously, but um, they will... You know, if you're caught, you know, the phone calls will be made. You will be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the, it's a, a landmark, you know, it's a historical landmark. But, you know, basically the guy that's, you know, caretaking um, wants to just raise it and turn it into farmland. Um, and it's farm, like all the way around it, you know. I mean, it's just, you can tell. And um, basically, I guess they're just waiting for it to crumble in on itself. And it's just about at that point. I mean, it is totally unsafe to be in there. Yeah, um, it's it's in complete it disrepair. I mean, it wasn't safe to be in there, you know, when I went. Um, but it is my mission, my goal to get permission from the city to go in there so that we can do an official, you know, last hurrah, you know, documentary type, you know, video um you know, to give it a to to give it a proper send off, you know, one with respect, one with not like how people get in there and graffiti up the place and and all of that. Talking about you know, and I think that you know it would be okay. I think that they would be more inclined to allow something like that, you know, because you know who who asks permission anymore? Not very many. <laughs> I well, mean, but but you should. We encourage that. Yeah. I mean, I, I will I will admit that I went, but I I wanted to experience it before it was gone, and I didn't think that I was going to get to. I felt so drawn to the place, you know, that I was like, I've got to be in here. And the experiences that I had in there were, I, I would have loved to have video and had my recorder then. It was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, 
my friend Jeannie Marie, if she's watching, she loves this place. And um, I know that she will be sad to see it go. This place is her goldenrod, really. Ah, okay. So, yeah. yeah. We have uh, Raul Mueller with a $10 Super Chat. Thank you very much, Raul. Absolutely appreciate that. And uh, we, we always appreciate the support. So I know you got us uh, in the last show, too, on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So definitely. Yeah, we have uh, Chipper Terry saying, oh, wow, certainly has a presence about it. Um, Donna saying, yeah, it's a bit creepier. So a lot of people are really, really liking the building. Um, so Bree yeah, Jones is saying your photo was beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of child energy in here. I will say that. Mm-hmm. And this is without seeing the list of the people that have lived here and that died in here. Um, there were some children, you know, in there. Um, there, there's child energy attached to the lore, you know, the local legends about this place, but I wasn't picking up on the energy that I should have if it would have been true. Um, but there were a lot of little shadows darting around. Um, and then whenever I was going up to the, the, the third floor, the balcony there, um, something, you know, ran by me very fast, you know, with enough energy to put me back against the wall and make my hair blow <laughs> so um i mean it, it was it was a very interesting night um but i really the basement was kind of creepy but of course basements are always creepy and right. there's this really old stove in there too it's really cool um hey your sister sherry's in the chat hi sissy <laughs> Yeah, she's saying it's a cool-looking place, which uh, she's only a few miles from there, so... Um, yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty close, but... Um, yeah, I mean, you can really see kind of a difference here even in, what, six years. So that's 2011, and I know it's night and day, like literally night and day. Um, yeah. This is 2017, and like that, that stairway is gone. A, a lot of these areas by the windows are... Um, they're falling apart, they're falling down. I think there's more of that brickwork that's missing as well. Um, yeah, if you go, yeah, it's if you go it's really inside, bad. really take chance. You're taking a risk. Yeah, but you know, you you see this. It's actually a lot bigger than it looks there. The 1996 photo, you get kind of an idea of the other side of it, and so you have this whole other uh, portico over there and another whole uh, area to the building. So. Um, uh, per Sharon Lane thank you Donna for grabbing the question have either of you had a spirit attach and leave with you yes <laughs> yeah it, it definitely has happened to me over the years um, they don't really and nowadays they don't really physically follow me as much as they visit me um, just with energy um, just like I don't see them but um, in dreams, I see them a lot. Um, and then just the energy, I'll just feel the, the tug, like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you have a, a bond with somebody and they're thinking about you, you know, you can sometimes feel that, um, it's, it's like that. And then sometimes it'll actually put me in kind of a meditative state and I'll actually be there, um, without actually physically leaving. So, um, it's kind of a little unsettling, you know, sometimes, but yeah, um, back before I really learned how to shield from that kind of stuff, you know, you could say, Hey, don't follow me, you know, but 
that didn't always happen. And I lived in close proximity to some of these places, like a stone's throw away. So um, they would be, you know, in and out a lot. Yeah, stuff definitely follows me. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a whole lot follow me. Um, my, <laughs> my kids used to say that um, I had brought something home one time because it was turning the uh, the light in the ceiling fan on and off but i actually had a better idea of who i believe that was and it wasn't somebody followed me they were there for me but not they didn't follow me from a haunted location um so jen was asking was it jen no it was brie uh brie was asking what the place was originally used for so that was the uh green county poor farm so like your your poor downtrodden downtrodden uh destitute type people would go there live work the farm for i mean basically just like a roof over their head um you know people that had like issues and problems that sort of stuff there's some kids there too um but yeah it, it really unfortunately wasn't much of a life um you know they like i said earlier they had unmarked graves and, and all that um i know at the at the end there shana just from reading the the one article that um they used it for a like some sort of senior center at the end does that sound familiar yeah i mean there were you know elderly you know going there spending mm-hmm. the rest of their whatever life they had you know left there and i mean there was like a little section for people that were um you know, mentally compromised, uh, mental illness. And so it was just, there was just, you know, several different, you know, people experiencing several different kinds of, you know, on stages of their life um, there. So there was, there was a lot, a lot going on in there. Yeah. Uh, Some people are making comments about the, uh, the feed, uh, on their end being a little bit blurry, having to reboot a couple times and whatnot. I actually think it's YouTube. Um, you know, I, I have like the, the best internet connection I could possibly get here. And for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, in order to bring up that alternate page that has like the chat screen and everything that shows you guys with Vanessa and whoever our guest is, I have to have a, another window open running, you know, the, the feed watching it on there on the other screen and that was blurry here so i i think it's just i think it's youtube or, or maybe it's the whole internet i blame frontier for everything on this end but so. if you want to blame frontier because some people are in the chat you can blame frontier that's fine go ahead <laughs> um so uh per linda lou where do spirits go when their attached place is gone so let's talk about that real quick um and we can do that with the golden rod showboat and this is this is one of the reasons why um, I wanted to include this. Now we're not going to go a lot into the golden rod because we did cover the golden rod quite a bit last week. But um, it's one of the it's one of the big questions that comes up with this, Shauna. Is you know now that this, I mean the hole is still there, but now that this is burned down, sadly, where do the spirits that were on this go? I mean, you know, like I've always said, you know, I hope that they don't linger there. I hope that now that their place is gone, that 
whatever the next stage of their, you know, whatever the next incarnation is, whatever their next, next stage of existence is, you know, do they go, you know, I, I kind of hope they go to be with, you know, whatever family or ancestors are still there. Um, Jake thinks that um, Victoria or Annie, Annie, mm-hmm. um, visits him. So that could very well be. Yeah. Well, he started to feel, you know, her energy and stuff. So. Um, yeah, the other thing that I wanted to uh, talk about with that, and, I mean, there's. I'll just conclude with this because I know I've mentioned this a few times because that's a question that gets brought up a lot whenever we bring up the golden rod is, you know, where do they go? And so maybe they go visit people. Somebody's leaving the house, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. Or they could, I mean, there's that whole crossing over, passing on, whatever. Maybe they do. Maybe they go on to wherever, you know, is the next stage of, you know, spiritual existence. I've suggested that maybe some of them, you know, have gone back to St. Louis where the boat had been for decades and they may have some sort of attachment back there to the St. Louis waterfront. Maybe they've sought out some sort of uh, relative and they've gone on to uh, hang out with those relatives or live with those relatives. Or maybe they've become what we call a transient spirit. Maybe that's a bit of what Annie has done, you know, going to visit people or maybe... You know, moving on into maybe some of the nearby local properties or some other place that you know they've they've encountered or come across. So there's a lot of different options there. I, I think, um, but sad to but sad to think about it as well that even some could still be there with the boat with the with the hole that's just sitting there. Which is why we need to make a visit. Yep, absolutely, we do. So. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention with the uh, with the goldenrod, as far as abandoned places, when this was a uh, an abandoned place, I guess essentially it was. I mean, you guys were you know volunteers are helping out, but basically it was you know left there, and you know, of course there's all kinds of ownership issues and whatnot. But you know it's basically abandoned there on the on the uh, on the side of the river. Is that other sorts of entities? It seems you know not just the uh, you know, the spirits that are there, but other sorts of entities have uh, entered there as well. You know, because we, we saw, I mean, you saw your twinkles. We talked, I don't want to talk about it too much because we talked on it last week. You saw, you know, the twinkles there. Uh, we witnessed the, the ball of light there. And, you know, I saw the way it moved and everything beforehand that, you know, could be fairy activity. So it could be one of those when these places become abandoned that they, there are draw for some of these other types of supernatural entities as well. What do you think? Yeah, from from day one, whenever we got back in there after being gone, you know, when Jake and I went back in there, um, the energy was not the same. Uh, mm-hmm. It was so different. I mean, yeah, I could still feel feel, you know, Captain Minky in there. Um, but it was very, you know, I mean, I literally ran. As soon as I was able to get back on that boat, you know, I ran upstairs to him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, me, you know, I don't go anywhere alone. 
but I mean, I, I ran up there. I was so happy, you know, to be there. Um, and I could still feel him, but the whole, but then when I went back down the whole way there, you know, it just felt like being watched by others, you mm-hmm. know, different people. Um, and just the whole boat in places where I would normally feel like the only place that I felt comfortable was outside after that. And, you know, it was just so different. Um, and Jake had mentioned it too. He says, I don't, I don't know, you know, what's in here now, he says, but it's not, it's not our usuals. Right. You know, it's not the usual players in there. So, um, you know, it was like being in a new place, you know, getting to know the new energy. So, yeah, I would, def- I, yeah, I would say just, you know, because I only investigated the one time, um, before that, before that happened. Um, and all my other investigations were after uh, you'd regained access. Um, so I never got a chance to encounter Captain Minky, not that one time beforehand nor after. I, I know you have felt him and had many interactions with him, but I didn't. Um, of course, I had the interactions with Annie that first time and not since. You know, it was only the first time that we were around there. Now, the one, the one that seems to have hung around for me is who we believe may have been Charlie. Because that was like one of the first big things I felt when I was there was walking through, you know, that little passageway and, you know, feeling that heaviness, feeling the cobwebby feel, all of that. And pretty much almost every single time I ever walked through there. So if anybody hung around to me, it would have been Charlie. Yeah, his area was one that I, I've never felt comfortable in. Yeah. Um, ever. From the very beginning all the way up, you know, till the end where I could tolerate being back there. Um, just, I just couldn't, you know, hang. I mean, his energy was, and I'm sure he was a nice man. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no reason to believe otherwise. Just he had been through a lot. Yeah. You know, there was a lot emotionally for him to go through. And... Um, you know, didn't really understand it until after the fact, you know, or closer to the end, you know, why it was so hard for me to be back there. Um, because it, alone, for sure, I couldn't. Yeah. Just that, so, that whole area back there. Yeah, yeah, that whole area. So it, it's, it's really interesting because this is a case with, with the goldenrod in which, you know, it was, it was a, abandoned there on the side of the river with the spirits that it currently or that it had and then after a duration of time in which it seemed like it was going to be gone you know you had the final send-off ceremony and then you know some months down the road you guys gained access to it being abandoned i guess in a different light you know to a different degree i suppose that the energy in a lot of cases and the type and the spirits that were there changed in a lot of ways. So it's very, very interesting. I think that, you know, you have this abandoned boat, but almost like two different types of ways of being abandoned. And in that interim period of time, things changed. I mean, it could be, you know, whoever, you know, they and they likely thought that, you know, their home was going to be taken away. We did, too. You know, and so, you know, it could be that, you know, there's some that didn't want to stick around. 
you know, but, you know, without anybody to really, you know, guard the place to be there, you know, it, it likely opened doors, you know, um, or anybody that might have been lingering around, you know, maybe, you know, just passing by, oh, look, you know, there's never anybody here anymore, um, you know, and, you know, without our energy, you know, in it anymore, maybe it did, maybe they were, you know, the type of spirits or the type of energy that, you know, didn't want an audience, you know, so maybe they were like, okay, well, now it's, you know, kind of empty, so let's, let's see what's going on, and then, um, you know, new energy attracted, you know, some more energy, and I think that basically it was just kind of like a 7-Eleven, you know, for <laughs> spirits passing by, because um, it definitely felt a lot fuller, you know, of yeah. energy different time. Yeah, it was Before, different it was full of life you know it mm -hmm. was still full you know the energy from you know just the the history that was there but um what was there when we left you know yeah definitely. And, I, and i even wonder with you know, the light anomalies that we saw whether it was the the twinkles or the you know the ball of light and you know relating that kind of like we've done here a few times on this channel to you know what you captured down by the locks now the locks are abandoned too sometimes underwater <laughs> um you know so it, it, yeah i mean you may be right that the places that are totally abandoned where there's like nobody coming around anymore at all that it maybe it's a it's seen as a safe haven almost for some of these other types of entities and you know we will go in there and we'll see them because they're i mean they're not expecting to see us you know all of a sudden hey there's these people here what the heck <laughs> you know yeah adam said it earlier you know that's why you know abandoned places yeah you know it'd just be just a place for them to go where they're not going to be bothered by us humans right um so yeah. betty is asking this is an interesting question why do you think the living are drawn to the deceased or to spirits of the deceased? Well, I mean, I think in large part is because it's a part of life that we don't know a whole lot about. And so we're very, very curious as to what that other side, other side is and what lies beyond for us after we're finished with this physical life here on Earth. What do you think, Shauna? Right. I mean, that's pretty much exactly it, you know, for me and probably for most people. Um, you know, there's the history and stuff too. You know, there's stuff lost in time that maybe we won't be able to find, but maybe someone would be willing to shed some light, you know. And it's very, you know, but how often do they sit down and have complete conversations with you? You know, right. they're not supposed to. I don't think they're supposed to. I think it's against the know? spiritual rules? Yeah, I don't think they're supposed to tell us just everything. Um, That'd be great, you know, they could, but, you know, which means just more research for us, you know, but there's some stuff that's just not there anymore. So, yeah. yeah. So, April, uh, I read when you feel webs where no spiders are that it's field fairies. Um, I don't necessarily think field fairies because I've felt the cobwebby field in all kinds of locations and we've, we've showed saint uh, saint joe's earlier you know up in a lot of those locations um 
you know, I mean, in basements, all over the place. So, I mean, that's like one of the main things I feel when I'm feeling uh, some sort of spirit activities going on. I, I might get the cobwebby on the fail, face. I'll get like some staticky going on on the arm. Um, so I think it's just spirit energy that you're feeling, not necessarily a fairy. Shauna? Yeah, I... To me, it's not so much... It's not cobwebby is what I feel. Mine is more internal. Well, unless someone's mm -hmm. reaching out to touch me or whatever. Right. Um, mine is more... Mine comes in the form of um, energy, like vibrating, buzzing, you know, and whatever mostly in my head um sometimes in my hands my so i i don't i don't get the cobwebby feeling at all like ever like i don't mm -hmm. remember when i walk into something it's it comes in a form of buzzing and energy i have not felt cobweb one time ever yeah um, not that i b3 airspace saying the good spirits of mike and shauna help many i think well we try to thanks so and abe i see your comment down here i hope you're doing all right so um you know, uh, positive energy out to you. He was in a car accident and uh, got hurt. So, um, okay. So I think we'll, we'll end up, uh, end our goldenrod segment there. That was more than I was <laughs> wanted to get into with the goldenrod, but we, t we've had so many experiences there. Um, and I think just especially when we're talking, when we're talking about abandoned locations and the different things that have happened there, um it, it's wow I mean, i'm real it's really 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 fucking sucks that we can't get in there anymore that is gone because we were learning so much um about um the paranormal the supernatural the spiritual realm so many different things um from that location uh you know plus the history of it you know just uh all right so i wanted to we're going to kind of hopefully go through these last few real quick. So um, I did want to touch on Black Bear real quick. Um, it was mentioned earlier about, um, okay, for, for one, the crawler. <laughs> um, and also abandoned locations and, um, you know, bringing things into abandoned locations and what have you. Um you know, this is the location where back here on this stone slab we had found some um, you know some burnt animal bones there was like some charring on this uh, stone slab and, and things like that uh, you know kind of evidence of some sort of you know ritualistic maybe animal sacrifice something going on like that and so you know a lot of people had had witnessed uh, shadow figures coming up to the windows there. People had seen the crawler. Um, we ended up experiencing the crawler that, while we were there. And so this is certainly one of those locations in which you can uh, you can go to, and I didn't bring in the other pick of where, the, where we saw the crawler in the basement. Um, one of those locations that, uh, that exists, I should say, in which people have gone in there and have fooled around uh, and have possibly, maybe even very likely, uh, conjured something up. And that's, you know, you can see all the graffiti that's in here, which is not uncommon for an abandoned location. 
in people going to a, lo- a location like this and desecrating it. I mean, it was a it was a church. You know, at one point in time, you know, people went in there. You know, it was supposed to be a place of love and light, and they sang church hymns and you know praised the Lord and and all that stuff. But then after the fact, it turned into this and became something more dark and sinister. So this is an example of an abandoned location basically being becoming in its abandoned form the diametrically opposite of what it had been in its, I guess for lack of a better term, in its living form. So, um, Abe is saying that he remembers this location. Yeah, um... Let's see. Per Sharon Lane, I love that you don't scream and provoke spirits at locations. Breath of fresh air. Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, we don't. Yeah, we don't provoke. You know, we go into locations and we introduce ourselves. We, you know, we're basically like walking into somebody's house. So, what would you do when you walk into somebody's house? You know, you're not going to yell and scream at them and make demands and all that stuff. You're just going to talk. So. Yeah, there's 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 ways to investigate. There's ways not to investigate. Um, it's like if you go to a place where you know someone had passed on um, from illness or from you know you don't want to be like, hey, so how'd you die? Or you know you're dead or whatever. However you want to address it, there is a way to be respectful about it, which is, you know, um, I heard you weren't feeling well. You know, how yeah. are you feeling today? Maybe they don't know they died. You never know. You never know. Especially if it's a fresh, if it's fresh. If you're dealing with someone that had died recently. You know, they may not, you, you never know what you're dealing with. You know, you don't know what their situation is. You know, so you you approach it uh, respectfully and leave it kind of open-ended you know some of them will talk to you some of them will answer questions and stuff like that so just don't investigate like an asshole don't investigate like an asshole (laughs) we've been saying that one for a while now (laughs) yeah Yeah. so uh people are are agreeing with us abe i think you should greet them uh Bree Jones, you guys do a wonderful job investigating. Um, and she even said, especially if they don't know they're dead, same thing as you. So, yeah. All right. So, um, so I'm throwing this one out there, Helltown. I mean, there's... As far as being haunted, because this is supposed to be abandoned, abandoned haunts, abandoned haunted places or abandoned haunted locations, you know, the houses themselves had their own their own paranormal activity going on some of them did in any case of course with Helltown there's so many crazy legends and stuff that came up out of it so it's a it was an abandoned place that I mean people left out of there very quickly because of the government you know seizing back the homes um, and we've talked about this at great length you know last year um, last fall and then of course I had the whole uh, exploratory video uh, the year before that. So, and in fact, this was really crazy about this house here. Um, this is from when I first, you know, walked through, was grabbing photographs and all that. It was like four or five months later when Shauna came out. It was like completely gone. These little trees were gone. The garage was gone. It was like, it was like nothing had ever existed there. It was crazy. Um, but 
with the abandoned locations that were here for so long, for so many years, you know, it spurred on all kinds of, you know, crazy urban legends about, you know, witches and Satan worship and aliens and toxic spills and just all of this crazy stuff just from, um, you know, just from being abandoned. So, uh, Shauna, I think it's a, uh, an example of, you know, how people can get very creative when they see something, you know, just abandoned and desolate like that. Yeah, for people like that, I blame TV. I blame movies. And I blame um, people not finding the truth as exciting as, you know, what they're turning it into. Um, I personally find that that history and the truth is, you know, more interesting than the stuff that's made up. So, I mean, yeah, it's for entertainment purposes or whatever, but, um, you know, stop, stop helping, you know, others to, you know, make the truth, uh, the history of these places, stop, you know, making this disappear. Yeah. You know, how would you like it if, you know, after you were gone, um, someone was like, oh yeah, you know, um, oh no, this is what I heard, you know, then it's of course it's not the truth. Um, but then that's your story, you know, from now on, you know, so your truth is no longer there. And then you have to hope for someone like one of us or some of, you know, you that are watching, um, that, you know, appreciate and respect the truth and history to come find you again and put your story out there. And if we're not careful, that's going to disappear. You know, we're going to be a rare breed people. (laughs) True enough. So Bree is saying that with that picture, she's getting uh, mines. So she's asking if Helltown was associated with the mine because she's getting mine workers with this pick. Um, no, not associated with mines. Um, there's, I mean, up the up the road a couple miles was the old paper mill, uh, which my family, I, ironically enough, and I didn't really realize it until I went there to go visit, and then I confirmed it with my uncle because he was been like the family historian before me, um, that yeah, our, our family actually owned the paper mill that was up there. Um, and then I found the old family photographs of, of the people. Um, so there was the paper mill that was there. Uh, back behind this uh, house, maybe 100 yards, is the old canal. Uh, that was through there. The canal runs, it was a towpath along the Cuyahoga River. Um, so it was the, uh, uh, what was the Erie and Ohio Canal? It was the Erie Canal. Um, and so there's locks. There's like a whole lock system up and down this. Now, the one thing that I would throw out there that may be in relation to mining that's in the area that I think is, because there's a lot of different government conspiracy theories about this location and a lot of times it deals with aliens or it deals with a secret military installation or toxic spills and all kinds of weird crap um but going through that area and you just look at what's there there's two different things that are just red flags to me about this area you know because they're talking about nature preserve you know, that's why they, you know, wanted to, to grab it back to, you know, make a national park and, you know, preserve nature and all this stuff. 
But yet there's two things going through here that are totally defy nature, and they go right through where the houses were. One is a transcontinental cable. It goes right through there. The uh, second one is a gas line. There's a gas pipeline that goes right through there. So and I think those are the reasons, probably primarily the gas pipeline, um, as to why they seized that area. You know, it's it's right in front of your eyes. You know, the best the best place to hide something is right in plain sight. Yeah, they've made this park around it, and they've got a jogging path, and you can visit the old locks, you know, which is kind of like a historic thing. You know, they're they're trying to do something with the uh, the remnants of the old paper mill to make it a little historic site and all that stuff. But as you're walking down those paths and those roads, and you know, and people are, you know, they got their they have their horses out and they're riding up and down, you know, these these paths with the horses. Well, you see the markers there for the. Oh, there's the cable line and there's the pipeline and it's right there it's right there that's so that's what i think so they would have had to of course when you're saying mine workers they would have had to have dug all that out so um all right um so i think we have just one more and this one's kind of sad and so now we've talked about a, a lot of different, uh, you know, we've talked uh, abandoned haunted hospitals, abandoned uh, haunted houses, boats, you know, all kinds of different places, a church. But cemeteries become abandoned too. And I think this one, I mean, this is really sad that, and I understand why it's not, kept up but it's still sad that it's not um but this is you know, people just getting forgotten like this shauna i i think is you know we we see houses that you know fall apart and are gone um but this is the actual people their actual bodies where they're laid to rest that gets forgotten yeah and it basically boils down to the people who care not being physically able to get up and maintain, you know, the area and to keep it, you know, kept up. And the people who are able to physically do it that are relatives and in the family just don't care. Yeah. Other things are more important. Yeah, Betty Lange is saying, I cleared cemeteries when I was younger for a historical society. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I wish more people would do that. Um, because this is... <laughs> Not easy to get to. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not easy to get to. So I understand why you know the older people that were keeping it up can't do it anymore, but the younger people in the area have not picked up that mantle. And you know, this is these are their ancestors. And I, I guess they just don't care. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, it's actually you know part of my family tree. Right. You know, in. You know, and I'd been, you know, kind of going up there with my dad since I was, you know, young. And, you know, before I had kids. So, you know. Yeah, I, and it's not like you're right there to, to go up there and, and help out with it. So. Right. I got to be honest. It's it's quite a journey. <laughs> I mean. We had I, a heck of a hike getting up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was. 
you know, crazy. And it's, you know, so overgrown and it's so, it's just the, the path to get there is just not as physically easy as it used to be. Because they used to take, you know, people up there and bury them, obviously. So at, at one point it was easy or somewhat easy, but it's just not, not that way anymore. Yeah. So, you know, people just, you know, they don't care enough to even keep the path to it, you know, easy. Yeah. So it makes it, it makes it really difficult. And, it, and like you said, it's kind of out of the way, but um, I could see back in the day when it wasn't, when the foliage wasn't as dense up there, where from up on top of that bluff, it overlooked the river. And so I, I can imagine that, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, um, that it would have been a beautiful view to be laid to rest at. And now those people, you know, who had that idea of, yeah, let's use this view, you know, so that, I mean, obviously, you're, you know, you're, you're a body, but <laughs> at that point, and your spirit is, you know, off doing something else, but just the idea of, you know, this is where we want our bodies laid to rest at so they can overlook this this river that we lived next to for you know for however many years that that is just no longer possible whatsoever you know the view is gone you know the the foliage has grown all over stones are falling over people don't even know what's up there anymore yeah i mean i didn't realize you know how many people were buried up there you know quite a few and and that's what I was going to talk to my dad about, actually, and or um, Emerson, you know, to see if you know there was any old pictures, you know. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, because this is just, you know, this is just what we grabbed when we were up there last fall. <clears throat> and uh, I'll talk to my friend uh, Jenna too, because her and her group, you know, with the archaeology department, used to go up there and help maintain it while that was still a thing. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that okay well cool okay um i think that's actually going to about do it <laughs> um yeah because it's um well i mean we're about 10 minutes past the hour i have a lot of things i have to still do because i am traveling out to illinois tomorrow on the 4th of july and i want to get a move out of here early in the morning but i still have packing to do laundry's being done i still have boxes because you know i'm moving out there to you know get put in the car so a lot of stuff going on and this time it won't have to be in my living room we have another room to put it in yeah because <laughs> i was dumping stuff <laughs> in i was dumping you stuff know, everywhere out there your living room your sister's garage you know i have I, stuff and i got shit all over the world yeah there's this path that you can take through my living room right now <laughs> yeah yeah, so we'll we'll get that stuff moved over there while I'm there. We've got a few days to do that. So, um, all right. Um, yeah, and Betty St. Historical Society may have picks. Yeah, I mean, Emer and like Shauna was saying, Emerson would be the guy. I would uh, love to have him as a guest. I mean, he's just fantastic. I have always been a big fan of him. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? What I think is cool, like anytime on Old Settlers Days when he has those old historic picks out there, he always brings out different ones. At least a couple times I've been. They're different ones. So in this past time, he had ones that tied into places that we had investigated. So we're like, we're sitting there grabbing picks of, of the photos. So, yeah. 
um, you know, I love historic societies and you know so much great information and I love going through the old photos. No, me too. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, thank you guys for hanging out tonight talking about haunted abandoned locations. I know uh, the Fourth of July is coming up, so a lot of people were you know bailing out and all that, which is which is fine. I totally get it. And so if you stuck around, thank you very much. If you're watching the replay, thanks for coming back and and checking it out. Um, let's go ahead and do some shout outs here and get to all that before we sign off for the night. So uh, Super Chat Superstar Raul Muller, uh, thank you very much for the Super Chats. Uh, per Sherry, do you still need boxes? Um, I don't think so. I'm getting them from three different businesses now, so um, I, I think I'm going to be good on boxes. Oh. But I will need help. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably okay on boxes. I mean, they filled up pretty quickly, but um, I'm probably going to unload a couple, bring them back here, and fill them up again. So um, that'll be fun. So, all right. So, shout outs. Um, Sean Gilmore, my family won't go to bed. What? <laughs> <laughs> kind of random. Um, Donald Gordon, thank you very much for Ch Cheshire Cat chatting the chat. Really do appreciate that. Uh, Kathy Siliento, thank you for joining us this evening. Susan Sack, thank you as well. Sherry Wonkle, thank you for joining us tonight. Discord Threads, thank you for uh, for joining us for the shows tonight. Appreciate that. Don, Spooky Spectacular, always appreciate the Haglin. Thank you too. Pungai Fungi. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bree Jones, thanks for all your input tonight. Tim Schoen, thank you. Happy Fourth. Um, let's see. Betty Wangi. Betty Langy, <laughs> that was that was that was me kind of slurring together Betty and Wayne Langy because that's what it says down <laughs> there. So yeah, Betty Langy, thank you very much. Greg Rinkin, thank you for joining us again. There is Sean Gilmore. Had a great time investigating with you uh, this past weekend. I tell you what, he, his parapooch and um, Sabrina's little version of it. Oh my God, the footage that we have from that. In uh, if you guys. Okay, the the live footage, we walk through what we call, you know, the David's room, the matron's old room, whatever, but it's the spirit David hanging out there. My gosh, that, when you guys watch the full video we put on that, there's some crazy stuff going on there. So I look forward to that. Oh, but, you need to get one of those? Might have to. Might have to. It was pretty wild. <laughs> Pamela Rainey, thank you very much. Beat 3 Airspace, thanks for joining us again tonight. So, uh, Diane Hilbert. We will see you in uh, about a week and a half. Paul Thunder, thanks for joining us tonight. Lenora Moreno, thanks again, as always. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Chipper Terry, thanks again. And I think I'm going to scroll back down. See if there's anybody else that I may have missed. Susan Sack, thank you. I think I had you earlier, though. Um, all right, I think that's going to be it. For the shout-outs, if I missed you, not meaning to offend, just I scrolled up for a ways. I think I got everybody. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting tired, and I got a lot more to do. So, all right, you guys have a great 4th of July. Um, next week, next week, Shauna, I, I, I will not be here. Shauna's not going to be here, and this one I, I'm thinking is going to be a fantastic episode. So, um, we have an archaeologist that's going to be with us, Dr. Heather Lynn. Um, I've 
started reading uh, her books a few years ago, back when I lived in Washington, D.C., and I was uh, riding the metro, um, and I was reading all kinds of books about um, uh, ancient archaeology and stuff like that, and so her books were a few of them that I read, some really, really interesting stuff, and uh, she is going to be joining us on Tuesday for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, so that's going to be a, uh, we're going to be talking like ancient origins and like alternate type history, um, uh, she has a book uh, coming out here pretty soon, it's actually a uh, a second edition of a, a book that she had called Evil Archaeology, uh, so we'll be talking about that, so uh, interesting, interesting stuff, so be sure you make it out for that. Um, very, very cool. All right. And Sean, I really wish you could have made it for that. <laughs> She's well, got to work. This is mandatory. I know. I know. Yeah. It's parade day. Parade day. And we're busy without a parade. So this is, yeah. it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Donna's saying she was an archaeology minor in college in another life. <laughs> and Carrie, I can't believe you made it through both shows tonight. So Carrie, I don't think we gave you a shout out for the second show. So uh, good to see you there, buddy. And hope you are feeling better too. So uh, yeah, positive energy out to uh, Carrie as well, as well as Abe. So Abe, yeah, we need to give a shout out for Abe. Um, there we go. All right. Abe is going to be having surgery soon. After the 12th. It'll be after the 12th. Okay. He's going to be having heart surgery, I believe. Heart surgery. There you go. Um, all right. So I think that, yeah, that's going to be it. So, uh, Punga, I, Punga, Punga, I don't know if she's been on Noreen's show. She may have been. I don't know. Maybe. So, all right. Um, which, actually, I'm going to be in the second edition of that book. <laughs> so throw that out there. That came after we had already booked her, and so she was looking for some paranormal input for that, and so, um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. All right, everybody. Um, you guys have a great night. We'll see you for Friday Night Ghost Frights. And then next week uh, for Edge of the Rabbit Hole Inside the Upside Down. So have a great 4th of July for those of you in the United States. And for everybody else uh, not, uh, you have a, a great evening. Till next time. Oh, and there's April. April, you get a shout out too. <laughs> I think I got everybody now. <laughs>